0: Welcome to Ignite Your Power, the Kathy Mao podcast. And today I am so honored to have LaVanya here with me today. And she is another podcaster as well, but she is an empowering woman. And I would love for her to come on today to share her story, her childhood, and just so much
1: more. So hi, LaVanya, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Hi, Kathy. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's truly a pleasure. Uh, Like Kathy said, I am a podcaster. My podcast is called Through the Looking Glass. Uh, I have a degree in engineering, and I'm actually soon going to be getting my MBA from the Marshall School of Business. Uh, So that's my educational background, and I'm based in um, Los Angeles as well. And happy to be here and happy to share my story. Yes, this is so
0: exciting. And you're actually my first podcast host like a guest uh for my YouTube channel, so I'm so honored to have you. And we met each other through uh actually just doing podcasts and I reached out to her and then we just clicked and we teach both about empowering women, so I had to have her on mine. So mm-hmm. today we're going to be talking about, you know, why she would even want to do a podcast why life you know got her into her true passions and that's what the bliss off life is all about right it's about like living your purpose so I want to hear your story like why did you start your podcast and how
1: that's such a great story I feel like it was a little bit of a slow burn for me um so I had initially kind of had a little bit of spark to uh, reignite something to do with my creativity and tap into my identity as a writer, uh, maybe kind of like early 2023. Uh, and it was kind of in the back of my mind. Um, and then a little bit later, maybe like March, April, that was when I really just decided to jump into it. Um, and you know, to be honest, if you like, initially, it was a little bit of uh, for a selfish reason. At that time I was going through a breakup so I just really wanted to throw myself into something so I needed a project so that's where it kind of um, really sparked me to jump into it and get started and then since then I feel like it's really evolved into something where now I feel like I'm doing it for other people um, and along the way with this journey of podcasting I've come to realize that I just really loved being able to inspire others and to see how Uh, things that I was sharing was empowering other people and I think now that feels like I really found something that I feel is part of my purpose and I'm trying to refine that. So it's been a really cool journey uh, just going through all of the ups and downs and uh, figuring it out both for me on the personal side and just figuring out the world of podcasting. It's opened up a lot of doors for me Uh, like today to be able to uh, for us to connect and talk and uh, just meet more like-minded people as well uh, so, I mean, ask me any follow-up questions that you have on my journey. So I don't know if you're dating
0: right now or if you want to share your personal story, but because um, I'm married and the spark is kind of left, you know, after being with him for like 15 <laughs> years. So it's different world out there now and like being in a relationship. But I love how you said that you found your you know, this passion project after you broke up? And so was it more like you talking about your journey with, you know, being in a relationship? Or is it to find self love? Like, what did you first were thinking about, you know, when you started this
1: podcast? That's a great question. Um, and to be honest, I feel like the topic of relationships is one that I've just never really hit on at all on my podcast, which is so interesting. Uh, maybe because I was going through my own healing process that that was just not a topic that I dived into um, and to tell you a little bit about, you know, my journey since then. I feel like I've gone through this whole kind of growing up process of healing, of course, but also really just tapping into uh, me becoming a better person for myself before I can let someone else in. And I think I'm kind of at the precipice of maybe starting something new with someone else. And that's, you know, exciting, uh, but I don't think I would have been ready for that person to come into my life if I didn't put all of the work that I did in the past year to work on myself. Cause you have to be able to love yourself, be the best version of yourself before you can add another person into the equation. Right. So yes. maybe um, something that I can talk about in the future on my podcast. But I mostly focused on um, you know, kind of like the unheard voices a little bit on the internet because I thought about the people that inspire me in real life. Um and, and a lot of those people were you know, the entrepreneurs that I knew, the people who were the you know, the corporate bosses that I knew. So that's kind of where I started. Um, and I mostly did interviews in the beginning and now I'm kind of doing a 50, 50 of solo episodes and interviews. So I've slowly kind of built up the confidence to share my own story in a way. Uh, and I kind of started off with putting the light on other people um, and maybe bringing stories that can inspire uh, um, others. Uh, as we both do but now I'm kind of trying different things and sharing more of myself which feels like a completely new thing uh, in some ways but also natural and kind of it's a weird like nice blend I want to say at least the direction that I'm going right now with podcasting
0: I think it's beautiful that you're sharing your story, you know, it's like, I think that's the best part, or the best thing that you can do is to just share your story. And you know, someone hearing it will be like able to relate love. And what you did in the past year, I'm so proud of you, first of all, because that is beautiful. That is exactly what you need to do in order to find the person that is meant for you. Because if you don't love yourself, then how's anybody going to love you the way you you want to be right? Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Like, I'm so proud of you for doing that. And I know, like, once I always talk about this, though, like self love and self care is like the best thing you could ever do, like a high vibrational thing that you can do for yourself. So I love that. I love that you're doing that. But that segues into, you know, like your childhood and like, how was that like growing up?
1: Yeah, for sure. I kind of had a very nomadic experience in some ways. Um, you know, you kind of have the typical story of, um, you know, your parents immigrating to the U.S. and, you know, you people growing up in the U.S. are being born in the U.S. Uh, I was kind of like a little bit in between because um, I was born in India uh, where my mm-hmm. family is from. And my parents actually lived in the Middle East for uh, about five years before they moved to the U.S., so I kind of had a very adventurous childhood in some ways, um, and I can definitely understand. I think like the term is coined now where you have like uh, growing up in a third place or like a third culture, uh, and that is something that people are speaking about more now, but that was the terminology that I just didn't even know uh, existed until recently, and I was like, whoa, that was actually me. Um, So I think I kind of have a very unique perspective of being raised in a completely different culture. So I've kind of had my Indian identity, but also, uh, you know, learning about cultures in other countries through travel and um, as well as the American identity that I've um, assimilated to over the years too, right? Um, and then even within the U.S., my family kind of moved around a couple of states a little bit, so uh, I was always kind of the kid who got used to being the new kid in a school, you know, so I had that experience as well. Uh, and to be honest, most of my childhood, I wasn't around a lot of Indian people, uh, other than, of course, like my family and my close family friends, but I didn't really have like peers who were um Within the same like cultural community, uh, it wasn't until you know really like end of high school or like undergrad when I really started getting um, better uh, like. Assimilated, or not assimilated is not the right word, but like meeting more people who were uh, within the South Asian community. So that was kind of like an eye-opener that some people who grew up in America, they were always around um other Indian families. That was not the case for me. So it was a little bit of like a reverse culture shock in some ways when I went to undergrad. Um, and I went to the IS University, by the way. So there's like quite a big um i guess indian community within the university so uh, i think i was able to like you know grow so many friendships there where uh, i really got to know more about my culture and meet more people who have um like connect with people in a different way i want to say uh so that was really cool and i think like since then uh you know living in la you do have like a pretty big south asian community here so i do kind of have like people that I've connected with who uh, share a similar upbringing to myself, as well as people who, uh, you know, grew up in more of like a South Asian community within America as well. So it, it's super interesting to me to hear all those stories because everyone has like a little bit of a different experience, um, but I think the underlying sentiment behind it is is uh, generally the same. Yeah, that's true.
0: And I think we're the same where I grew up in a town where I was not, you know, like I didn't have any Chinese people around or Asian people in general. It was a very like, you know, white community. And mm-hmm. so like when I went undergrad to like UCLA, I was like, oh, my gosh, I what? I had a culture shock. I was like, why is there oh, so many goodness. Asian people? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? And like, you know, you learn a different type of Asian American experience. And it's so cool. Like you learn so much. And I was like, okay, um, definitely culture shock. So that's, it's so, it's so crazy to think of it that way because, you know, everybody thinks like we're all in a community, but it's like, no, everybody has their own experiences and yours is, I think our experience is very similar. Like, how did you feel when, you know, you didn't have like your Indian culture growing up? Because for me, I felt like, you know, even though I had a lot of brothers and sisters, there's four of us, but I'd still like feel different. Like you'd still feel like I always wanted to fit in, even though I couldn't in in that sense. And, you know, I'm an ESL kid. I don't know if you were, but ESL is English second language for anybody who doesn't know that, you know, (laughs) because it's not common knowledge, I guess. I don't know if it is. Um but I don't know if you were like that too. Like I had to go to speech classes. I was pulled out. It was kind of embarrassing, you know? So it's like, I like thinking now it's crazy because I have a podcast now and I would never think, in a million years, like as a kid, like this quiet kid being able to speak on a podcast and speaking English as I do now and, um, yeah, it's just crazy. And I feel like maybe you have something similar like that too.
1: That's an amazing question. I'm really glad you brought it up. Um, Although I didn't end up in ESL, I think I I pit stopped and then they kind of quickly were like, okay, you can go to like the regular English class. (laughs) But I do have a story that I want to tell you. Um, So you know how you spoke about you feeling like you were different um, or didn't feel like you fit in. You know, I still feel like, I don't fit in, which is such an interesting feeling because I think I have such a diverse community of friends and family. Uh, but I always just felt a little bit different, um, a little bit of like a rebel maybe. But I don't think I quite grew into that identity Uh, until my 20s. But in my childhood, I do remember Uh, when I was like, in kindergarten, maybe first grade, uh, probably kindergarten makes sense given the content of the story. Uh. I was like struggling in school. And as a, you know, Indian kid, that could be like the worst thing that you could do because your only <laughs> job is to study and be an amazing student. Right. And I remember my mom took us on vacation for the summer and then I came back and I was like in trouble at school because I just forgot everything from um, like back in the East, you have lower kindergarten, and upper kindergarten. So you start school quite early. Uh, and I started in my uh, all of my education in the Middle East, so I went to an international um, school, so it's all, like, British syllabus, so it's a very different kind of environment, um, and it's, like, very, very vigorous, like, very competitive, so they were, like, I was, like, you know, the odd ball for, like, not keeping up and, like, falling behind and, you know, not excelling in kindergarten, apparently, uh, but I did have an amazing teacher, and she started tutoring me on the side because she was like, you know what? I believe in this student. She can, you know, catch up. Like I'm gonna help her. And eventually, I did. I, ca- I caught up and excelled. And I think it's just like such a core memory for me, and such a core experience in some ways, because of where I am now. Because I think mean, no one who knows me now in my professional setting, uh, I am a full time engineer, would ever believe that I struggled in school. Uh, I think that speaks to the fact that it doesn't matter where you start off from, it doesn't matter what your struggles are, if you have goals to do anything and achieve anything, no matter what that career path is, whether it's academic or creative, you can do it if you just put your mind, you know, uh, and apply yourself, uh, which I think is such a cool thing to share. Uh, So I'm really glad you inspired me to share that story thanks for sharing that that is so
0: beautiful and yes you're absolutely correct whatever you put your mind to you can do it and like we're pure examples of that you know our parents both immigrated to america for me i can speak to myself like i for myself shy now to having my own podcast meeting all these wonderful amazing like-minded people you know made a life for myself and living my life purpose which is why you know, that's where the BS life came about before we talk about the bliss off life, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it's so like amazing and empowering that you're an engineer and you're a woman. How does that feel being in a setting where, you know, you're in a dominated male's career versus like, you know, something else like, you know, mm-hmm. nurses are more females or like my my work. I'm a I'm a paralegal like full time too so it's different You're, you like who your coworkers and who you surround yourself daily is different.
1: No that I th- that's a great question. Uh I'm glad you brought that up because uh I you know I think that like more girls should pursue STEM and that's definitely one of my passions in life to inspire people to be in STEM. Um but at the same time it, Currently, it is predominantly male, as you mentioned. And sometimes, you know, um, not sometimes, many times, I have been the only female in a room. uh, And that can be really intimidating. And I'm not really sure anything in my life has ever prepared me to be in those situations. But I will say that it has shaped me into a person in a way that you wouldn't have expected um, out of, like, any other profession. So I'm really glad that I have done that and continuing to do that in my um, early career you know I wish I could like we could talk about this for hours because I think that topic is so fascinating Uh, but to me I feel like two things that I want to kind of summarize from my experience is I really learned so much about people um, not just men you know just people in general and the dynamics of power in a room and I guess third thing I want to add is the power of advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. And these are all, I mean, I could keep going on with this list, but there's so many things that you learn about, Um, you know, speaking up for yourself, yes, but also for others, Um, as well as being able to explain things in a way that people can understand. That's a huge thing that I've learned. There's so many things that, you know, Uh, over my years of being an engineer that I've learned that's shape my personality to you know come out of the shell or like be more outspoken or improve my public speaking because I I am in more of a um like presentation um type of engineering role where I do speak quite often so uh, over the years that's really helped me get better at being a speaker. And that's something that I directly apply to being a podcaster, right? So and not only that, because, you know, I get so many great life experiences of just meeting so many different people from all over the country and sometimes other countries as well, that inspires so many lessons and uh, being able to immerse in different cultures through my workspace as well is really cool. Um, And that inspires so much of my current writing too. Uh, One of the episodes that I'm planning on uh, for a couple of months from now is uh, just talking about how to succeed at a corporate job. Um, Things like that, you know, I think is really important to share because our goal, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, is uh, we all have unique experiences, like you said, and we want to be able to share different snippets of, words of wisdom that we've picked up along the way and put it out there for people to find it. I think for uh, whoever it resonates, they're going to take it. If it doesn't resonate, then it's not for you.
0: Exactly. Thank you for sharing that. That is so beautiful to see that you're able to take, you know, your career and learn from it. And I think that's empowering. Like that's a beautiful mindset that you have. Chris like everything has a purpose, right? And at the time you don't see it, but it's like, okay, like, oh, I'm, I was put into this setting to bring me to this or to teach me this. Right. And so you're doing that on a daily basis, which is so beautiful. So in general, like, what does empowerment mean to you? Because we just talked about something amazing. Like you talked about so much empowering things, but what does it really mean to you?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes I think the way you define a word can uh, really differ from person to person. If you asked me, maybe even like a couple of years ago, uh, you know, can you define empowerment? I would have probably said something about you know me feeling confident, me feeling in my power, um, and that would have been the perspective of it. But I think now I would say empowerment is about helping other people feel confident and helping um, other people tap into their abilities and what they want to achieve. Uh, I think that's really cool to be able to think about it in different perspectives. Uh, I'm kind of curious, how would you define empowerment? Empowerment for me is
0: being confident in my own shoes and being the biggest light that I can be. And when you're in your own power, you exude that energy to others and then others can emulate that right so that's empowerment for me
1: yeah I feel like we have like very similar definitions which makes sense why we're vibing so much and <laughs> and yeah. Each other.
0: yeah I know it's so amazing so for any of you guys who don't know what the bliss off life is I call it the bs life and um it's like living in you know your purpose Your power, knowing that you're this amazing soul being and that you have like all these angels, you have all the universe, you have God, whatever source you believe in, um, helping you live this amazing life. So that's just a little bit of what BS life means. But when you live in this life, it's like, you know, everything's so bliss and soft and easy and life doesn't have to be as hard as you believe. And manifestation happens so much faster. So this is what, you know, the BS life is about. So for you, I would like to know if you ever, you know, find yourself living a BS life.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, it's so cool um, that you have like shared your technique with me lately. So before we even met, I... You know, do this every year. Actually, so I have a word of the year, and I encourage you know everyone that I celebrate New Year's with to come up with the word of the year. It's just a bit of a tradition that I follow. So my word of the year year is power, and yeah. I felt like I am stepping into my power era, and that was something that I was really embracing. Um, and then you know, pretty so, uh, I think early in the year we um connected, and then I learned about the uh, BS life technique, and I was like, whoa that is all about being in your power. So it was really cool that even before I knew the terminology, uh, I felt like I was living it, you know? Uh, So that was a cool experience for me. Uh, But in my own words, I would say it's all about reaching your own highest potential. Um, You know, you might have seen like uh, laws, like, pyramids of uh, self-actualization is kind of the tip of the pyramid and there's other things like basic needs, um, love, uh, family, all that like adds up to self-actualization. So I would actually say there's like one step higher than self-actualization and that's when you're helping other people self-actualize. So I think that and like being uh, self-actualized yourself, somewhere in between those two steps is where I feel like I'm currently at. And I feel like the BS life is also in some ways um, in that same realm as well. You know, it's about you feeling your best self, but also helping other people feel their best self. um, So I think it's Really cool that you really pinpointed something that you can focus on. And that's your purpose and that's your, you know, life's work to be able to work towards that and be able to help people um, achieve the BS life, right? So that's the goal.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, thanks for that. It's it's nice to see other people's perspective and how like they actually can apply it, you know, because I feel like it's just a basic concept where you know, I, I'm more spiritual, you know, that (laughs) I'm a very spiritual person. So it's, it's like, we forget that we have, you know, that we're this powerful being when we come into earth and have this experience, right? This human experience. I'm just reminding everybody that you are this amazing human being or a human soul. And like, you just have to tap into your power. And like, no one could ever take that soul being that you are and your power away. It's just that we forget or like our society makes us forget. Right. And were you ever taught about these things, like as a kid, like spiritual things? Cause I wasn't like, yeah, we were spiritual in a sense where we would pray to the ancestors, but like you know, in a sense, like that was manifesting, but I didn't know that, right? It's like not like piecing things from my childhood and like what I've learned, and I'm like, oh, okay, this makes more sense. Like, have you had that experience
1: growing no, up? I haven't. So, um, you know, I was definitely raised religious. Um, my family practices Hinduism, so I was definitely raised within a religion. But I think you know um, the storytelling aspect of it is all about life lessons and morals and values which I think I did retain but at the same time the institution of religion was not something that resonated with me And I think very early on um, you know as I started growing up a little bit and got into my teenage years that I was kind of in the mode of like well I'm an atheist like I don't believe in God and that was you know where I was for a while Um, and it wasn't until my well into my 20s, when I started feeling and learning more about spirituality. So it was a slow kind of, um, you know, learning experience for me. And it was something that I felt uh, kind of rise up in myself. And I think a lot of the way that to me, spirituality right now feels like is all about tapping into my life's purpose and I know you talk about that a lot and that's something that you know um, I'm learning so much from you but I feel like I'm still kind of in the early stages of understanding my life purpose Um, and for me I've you know kind of been on this path of um, you know you got to focus on academics and that was where I've been for so long (laughs) and you know um, being an engineer and getting my MBA I'm like only just finishing up my MBA so I feel like I've still like been a student <laughs> up until like this year, right? Uh, so I'm growing out of that idea of a student. Uh, this year, which is a new thing that I'm exploring, right? Um, as I'm getting into this age of maybe where I'm. You know I'm educated, I got my education, I'm I've learned all of that, I've got that under my belt. Now I'm kind of focusing on my creative energy. And that's uh you know what I've like kind of segwayed my life into is focusing uh more on creativity and that's where you know podcasting and writing all that fits into uh those interests and that's where I'm like really starting to discover that you know I think my life's purpose is somewhere in this area. And all those years where I was focused on academics, there was this kind of feeling in the back of my head that this is great. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I was like taught to do. But it also didn't feel right. It didn't feel like this was my purpose. Uh, and that was, you know, I tried to ignore it for so many years, as you can imagine. Um, but it just caught up to me over time. And maybe somewhere like subconsciously, that's where uh, I started getting the um inclinations to try something new and like go back to my creative energy that I just kind of um, left behind in my childhood in many ways right so uh, and I feel like something has just been guiding me towards it and that's where I feel like now um, I'm starting to pay more attention to just being in tune with myself um, I'm not sure if I'm completely in tune with the world yet but I'm working on it so I would love to follow up on that journey maybe in a couple of years with you and see how I feel
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I would love to have you come back on and document this beautiful beginning journey of spirituality and, you know, finding yourself. And I feel like, you know, with like you doing self-love has been Mm -hmm. tapping more into, you know, your spiritual side because. Like I said, when you're doing self-love, self-care for yourself, you're raising your vibration. You're like this high vibrational being. So then you're able to tap into your higher self. You're able to tap in more of the spirituality and you'll start seeing signs. And, you know, you started getting it, which is so beautiful. Like we can be creative. We have the power. We have everything in our ability to be and do and whatever we want that makes us happy. And so I'm so happy that you're tapping into this. So this is so beautiful. I want to see this. And, you know, like spirituality to you, do you feel like it's going to be a big part of your life going forward or you're just like just excited to learn more or like what have you been doing to like kind of tap more into your spirituality, if I can ask?
1: Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that like right now, it's really not clear to me how big of a role it's going to play in my life, but, but I think I've become, you know, very curious about it. Uh, I read more about it. I'm reading a lot more um, self-improvement books in general. And I think there's kind of a general theme um, with a lot of the self-improvement books is it's kind of really all about self-actualization. We kind of talked about it a little bit already. Um, So it kind of rolls really well into the world of spirituality. uh, But I do want to explore it more. And um, I mean, I guess to be decided at this point, like, I don't think I have an intention about it in my mind, but hearing you speak, uh, about, you know, what we've talked about, about spirituality so far, the way you were kind of talking about, uh, there's something missing. Um, and that kind of like r- reminds me of something, a really wise friend of mine describes it this way. Uh, so he says that, uh, you know, you're kind of, living the life that you think that you're supposed to live um and then maybe you have this like pebble in your shoe and you know uh you can like it's not life or death you can it's a pebble you know it's bothering you a little bit but it's not going to um it's not killing you it's not stopping you from you know going from point a to point b but you have that pebble and it's bothering you and like over time it just gets like more and more annoying and um you know more and more like in the way of things uh, i think that is the feeling that you get when you are missing out on finding your purpose and maybe you're like going off on a different trajectory that is not meant for you so if there's anyone out there who feels like they're walking on with a pebble in their shoe uh they can definitely relate to what we're talking about today um but i, mean, I think my encouragement would be that uh I'm not a very like zero to 100 kind of person so I would say dabble in something different like try something else um test it out you know I'm all about like testing things and if that doesn't you know work out then you try something else um so I feel like experimenting is a great way to see how you feel about your pebble. (laughs) But uh, I would love to hear more of your thoughts. Yeah, that's
0: so true. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That made so much sense. And I feel like you, you nailed it, like making it so easy for people to understand. Because when you do find your life purpose, it is hard. I feel like in, in the beginning, I didn't even understand it. I was like, what life purpose? What are you talking about? This is mumbo jumbo, you know, but when you talk about that little pebble, it is, that's your intuition. That's like your higher self being like, Hey, hello, you like meant to do something and learn something like, come on, I'm going to lead you closer and closer. And that pebble gets bigger and bigger, right? And then you're like, finally, something clicks. And you're like, what? Okay, cool. And then like, and then you can explore more and more, right? So that's like the beautiful journey that we get to all take. That's the beauty of being in this human body. That's the human experience right of course it's going to go up and down right but having that mindset that open-mindedness and wanting to explore that that's where the beauty comes in that's where you'll be able to tap into your life purpose and that's when you'll start seeing all these spiritual magical things happen you know like miracles happen all the time and like how does miracles just happen right like you know it happens all the time it's because we're these magical beings like there's this crazy energy all around us all the time. It's either if you're gonna look for it or not. So you having this positive, empowering, like, really, really amazing mindset, it's like beautiful to see. So if anybody is literally, like, wanting to learn more, they need to go check out your podcast, because the way you explain things is so beautiful. It's so easy. It's like, you know how you how you articulate things is is so well. Like what? Like you're so much better than me. I'm still I'm still learning.
1: I mean, that's a thing that I'm still learning. Thank you so much. Um, and you know my my episode this week is actually going to be on self love, which I think is really cool because we we're talking about it um during our conversation here. Um, and my episode for. Uh, January was on confidence so I'm kind of on this like theme Um, as you mentioned but uh, I'm excited to share my story and I'm really glad that you know you felt like you were able to uh learn easily or like you know the way that I articulated things resonated with you Uh, it's amazing to get feedback like that and especially from another podcaster because you know exactly where I'm coming from <laughs> uh, what do you what does your parents think
0: about you doing this podcast <laughs> Like I'm just curious, like you know, you know, like because being Asian American, if you guys didn't know, Mm -hmm. it's all about you know being educational and like making Mm -hmm. money from being either an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer. You know, like those three categories. That's it. Like anything else, they're just like what, what, Mm -hmm. what, what are you doing? So I just curious. curious.
1: This is such a funny story. Uh, but I mean, I guess it's going to be, you know, out now. But you know, when I first started podcasting, um, you know, it was more of like a start off as like, you know, as we talked about a self discovery process, like, I just want to get back into writing, I didn't really know where it was going or what I was doing, right. But you know, I knew I had like my a few episodes, I had, um, you know, picked out some of my people in my community that like I thought were inspiring and I had all these episodes that I was sitting on I was like planning on getting it out um and I was like getting too deep at that point you know so I had to say something to my parents at that point um initially I didn't because I was like I don't know what's gonna happen like I'm just not gonna say anything but you know I was being a chicken obviously for reasons that you can imagine um then one day I I was just like I'm just gonna you know just slide into a conversation just you know make it like just nonchalant so I like bring it up and I was like, oh yeah, like I'm you know, starting this podcast, like blah, blah, blah. And then um th- they were like, what? Like, what is that? Like blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, all these questions. Uh, and they were like, Oh, media, like, oh my God, like uh it's- they're like, is this a hobby? And I was like, Yep, yeah, it's a hobby. And that was the end of the conversation because I was just like, you know, unsure of like what to tell them. Um it wasn't like, and that was it. And you know, they listened to like an episode here or there. Um, and they, I don't really know if they've like kept up with it since then. I don't, you know, um, ask them about it quite often. Uh, you know, I let them know, like, oh, yeah, I was like working on it or something, but uh, it's never been like a deeper conversation point. Um, especially because they know, you know, I do work full time and stuff like that, so I don't think they think much of it um, or like see the potential of it being a career path or anything like that. Um, Even for myself, like I would have to see proof of concept of, you know, this being a career path. And that is still something that is um, that I'm exploring it. And like the identity of being an entrepreneur is something that I do want to pursue. But I have no idea where that's going to go. Uh, I don't know how that's going to fit in with my engineering career right now. I'm doing both and I'm planning on doing both for the foreseeable future. Um, but yeah it's just such a funny thing like as you mentioned with any asian parent it's just like an unknown um you know path in life is so scary to them because i'm sure you can really and anyone who's asian knows this like you know go be a doctor lawyer engineer and this is like the known paths of success and if you're doing that then okay you're good to go and your parents don't worry about it but if you're doing something that's just out of the norm i think that it comes from a place of concern, of course, but then you have to kind of uh, know how to answer questions of maybe showcasing to your parents that this is, uh, you know, you're not going to be like homeless or something going down <laughs> this, uh, And, you know, it, it's just so funny, but I have to admit that I was like, quite a big chicken, like dealing with it and I you know probably just kind of try to get myself out of the conversation a little bit but uh you know maybe this year I'll have to revisit it and like you know share more of like how I feel about it now um but yeah I don't really have like uh in this arena I'm not sure I'm a good example <laughs> no, not sharing with Asian parents but uh something to work on
0: Yeah. Thanks for being like raw and real with that, because I'm lucky that my mom gets this like she knows it's a passion project of mine and she knows that I'm a life coach and she loves the concept of that. But, you know, I have to tell her and kind of explain it easily and then she'll get like more and more like understanding
1: of it. (laughs) Totally, You got this. (laughs) Thank you. But I know I, it's just like such a forky story, but I wish I had something okay, better
0: for no. you. No, it's but, true. Yeah. But I just want people to know that it is hard to talk about a topic like that. You know, that our parents are not used to and it's hard for a lot of Asian American kids to come out to really do their passionate work, you know, because they're scared to tell their parents, right? We're raised to be kind of scared to tell our parents how we truly feel and how we truly think because we're supposed to be the obedient kid who just studies and gets good grades and, you know, be
1: the perfect child, you know? You know, I think like an advice that we can share to any Asian creatives out there just do it don't worry about your parents just do it and eventually we'll see you succeed and they'll just they just need to see the proof of concept and I think all Asian parents just want the best for their kids and there's just so much love that Asian parents give their kids especially immigrant parents and I think that they just want the best life for you Uh, once they see you being happy and fulfilled they will, you know, come to their own conclusions. Even if they don't understand your career path, they will catch up to you. Don't let that be the reason why you don't some do do something that you really want to. Um, so I think that's an advice that I would love to uh, leave our conversation with is just encouraging people to follow their um, passions in life and just see where it takes you. Like, don't worry so much about. The outcome, or you know what your parents are going to think, um, you know, that's outside of your control. And I think for the most part, people will be surprised how other people can surprise you with what they're capable of, um, you know, receiving and changing and making adjustments and learning new things. Um, so I don't know if you have anything else to add on that topic. That's so true. You said it
0: perfectly. But what I want to add is whatever passion you have, just being at a high vibrational state, you're just going to be, you know, the happiest and living your best life, right? And ultimately, you just want to live the BS life. And that's what you do. So don't worry about what other people think. Thank you again for today. Ah, that was such a good conversation. So before we end, please let all of us know how we can follow
1: you find you more like all the info. Uh, my Instagram is Lavanya with the men. It's just my full name spelled out. Uh, my podcast is called through the looking glass. I'm on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube. Um, any of those platforms you can just simply search through the looking glass. Um, and I'm sure Kathy can leave a link behind uh, in the subscription uh, section for her podcast. Uh, if you guys want to just follow a link, but uh would, Love, love to hear from any of our listeners on their thoughts from our conversation. I think either of us would love to learn more about what people want to hear from us, uh, what resonated with them. Yes,
0: exactly. Thank you so much today again. It was such an honor. Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you found it very helpful or useful. If you did, please like, comment, and share this episode. And remember, go and ignite your power.